Welcome to Subliminal Message Studios, ladies and gentlemen, and I am, as always, your host, Leonardo. Catch me on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, almost any platform that is out there. That is, of course, except for Twitter, because I got banned, and TikTok, because fuck TikTok. Now, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my podcast, and this is the late night show of our segment, where we are going to cover the little bit of the lighter side of the news, but against, we are also going to try our hardest to stay informed of what's going on in this troubling world. As everyone knows, Russia uh, has just got done, or is in the process, I'm sorry, is in the process of taking a huge shit on uh, Ukraine and Ukraine is honestly asked for I, I, I'm like you know I said that on my I said that on my uh, news news broadcast man and I was being serious like I think I think Ukraine was getting caught with their pants down by Russia multiple multiple times and by that I mean they were they got caught shelling at Russia they got they got caught blaming everything that they're like blaming Russia for doing i think that's exactly what they're doing and because you know they're sucking because ukraine is sucking you know hunter biden's dick well you can't go against us baby you know but i mean i'm more more or less man um you know i i i do want to um Stay, uh, keep you guys informed of that. Even on, even on my podcast, man. Like, this is just a talk show and stuff like that. I get a little more into detail on my news broadcasts and you can see those all on YouTube. I, um, I, I really mean I, I try my hardest to stay, um, as unbiased as I can. You know, like when I, when I do those news channels, man, like that's literally me trying to be as unbiased as I can. And it's hard. I, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's it's hard to re, it's hard to uh, con, it's it's hard to report on both sides honestly nowadays because both sides are just full of shit man you know I, I if 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 any of them were to ever tell the truth holy shit there would be anarchy in the streets and I and I and I, I think that's that I think that's exactly why they never really tell the truth like you'll never hear our senator talk about talk about the reality of, of some of these uh, of of some of these families that have that are working in in our in our um in our secret processing with like home like who who's on our homeland security um, committee you know what i mean who who hires on the people in the pentagon you know what i mean these people that work on the um, on our uh, on our foreign relations these guys are hired hired on through secret you know secret process they're hired on through people that have no no regard for america at all and it's fucking hilarious how we all like keep on accepting this shit like how we're just how we're just, I don't even know how to say it, man. But anyways, guys, um, I, I do want to get a couple of things. And, uh, you know, uh, one of those things I wanted to get to, uh, guys, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, the New York lottery player collects his second 10 million prize in three years. That's right, guys. A New York man collected a 10 million prize from a scratch-off lottery ticket just three years after winning that amount from another scratch-off game. Juan Hernandez of a Unidale, uh, he bought a $10 million deluxe scratch-off ticket from the Stop and Shop store in Hampstead and discovered it was a $10 million top prize winner. Hernandez couldn't help feeling a bit of deja vu. He previously won $10 million from a $350,000 cash spec, uh, speculator uh, scratched 
off ticket he bought in 2019. The two-time winner took most recent prize as a lump sum payment of six million five hundred and ten thousand after required withholdings. Hernandez said he doesn't have plans for a second jackpot. I'm still trying to spend the ten million I won in nineteen, he said. Wow, what a motherfucker, man. <laughs> No, I'm, I mean, no, not like, you know, not like that, but like, wow, man, like what? You got some luck on you, bro. I wonder, I, and you know, I can tell he's actually spending the money in the right way because he said he's straight up telling people like, I'm still trying to sp spend the money that I had from last time. That means he is, that means he's being smart with his money. He ought to invest that shit if he was smart. Man, but you know, see, that's my problem, guys. If I had $10 million, let me be honest, I could spend, I could spend $10 million like that. Like, like in a heartbeat, like that. I, I, my, my mind is, my mind, that's just how my mind works, man. My mind is so broad, I, I would spend, I could spend 10, 50 million dollars so fast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, what I, uh, I, I just think, I, I don't know why I wanted to cover this. I, I just ran across this because it was one of those articles. And when, what better of a time, by the way, man? Like, you know, this dude won, this dude has got two blessings right around the time World War III is happening. And he just got another blessing right when, this is a brand new article, guys. This is literally, oh man, this is literally a yesterday. This happened yesterday. So World War III happened yesterday. He won $10 million to yesterday. In his mind, I don't know, I don't know about, if I was him, I'd be like, I'm cool, man. I, I'd buy a bunker. I'd be good, man. I would be, I'd you guys have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. But, um, you know, that being said, I, there is a couple other things that I want to get to. And, and no, it isn't uh, poopy, sleepy, droopy, poopy. But it is more or less a, cop a company that is offering more than $6,000 to smell dog poop for two months. I shit you not, guys. This is a brand new. This is just, just came out like eight minutes ago. I don't know how I come across this shit, but I do. A plant-based food company in Britain is offering to pay a dog owner more than $6,000 to switch their Canon's diet for two months and keep track of the pet's poop smells. OMNI. Okay, guys. A company that specializes in plant-based dog food said it is seeking a dedicated dog owner to sniff their dog's shit. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding. I wonder what... I wonder... I wonder how... The, I wonder... I wonder how they were going to try to pitch this. Like, there's no way they were going to do. Could you guys imagine them trying to do a fucking, oh, my God, a, um, a TV ad over this? Could you guys imagine them trying to do a TV ad? Just think about it. No offering $6,000. All you got to do is smell your dog's shit for six months. Tell us how it smells. Tell us how it feels. Play with it. Laugh with it. Smell with it. Do anything to it. Just make sure you always track it. You know, like, I can't... I'm so sorry. Hold on. That is honestly uh, um, just truthfully hilarious. Now, um, uh, like I said, uh, to test... They want to test the effect. A plant-based diet has on their dog's digestive... 
stool odor and general health, the winning applicant will be paid six thousand and six hundred eighty-five point eighty-two to use OMNI's dog food for two months and report on the effects the food has on the animal's frequency of bowel movement, poop odor, energy levels, behavior, sleep pattern, weight, and fur condition. Now, I have a feeling some of some of you guys are going to listen to this shit and be like, you know what? I do that on a daily basis, any of you, anyway, so I'm about to do it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I hope, I hope to God that's not the case. Jesus. And you know what's worse, man? I, I, I want to reiterate on something. I love how they say the winning applicant will be paid at the most 6,685.82 to use OMNI's dog food. That means, that straight up means, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but that means you might go through this whole process with um, uh, uh, with OMNI's dog food, with this plant-based dog food, and you might go through the whole two months smelling your dog's shit, tracking his bowel movements, tracking the way it plays, tracking his behavior, tracking how active it is. Tracking, tracking, tracking. And then you turn in your results. And, and in your mind, you're sitting there telling yourself, oh, there's no way I'm not winning. winning. I have been smelling this dog shit for over two months now. I'm 100% sure I've changed into a dog. And then you get there, right, with your results at hand. Paper, doc, copies for everyone. <laughs> you know, you're ready. You're ready for the show. You know you're going to win, you know. And then you... Give them your results. And lo and behold. Lo and motherfucking behold. They give you a $20 check. <laughs> Do you, uh, I can't imagine how pissed uh, some of these, uh, some uh, people are about to be when that shit is, is going to happen to them. Because I guarantee they're not about to give everyone $6,000. You know, this has got to be, that's just a publicity stunt. There ain't no way they're about to pay everyone $6,000. And I guarantee the people that they do have uh, during these trials test this plant-based product. Holy shit, man. Dude, these guys are going to be so pissed when they only get like a $20 check. You know, a hundred dollar check, and you don't smell your dog shit for two months. You have no dignity. <laughs> now, um, I also I also want to add on to this. All right, now not only that, we are getting feedback that their dog stools have improved in terms of color, consistency, and smell. So, what better way to demonstrate this than by willing to pay a dog owner to scent their dog's poop once they've switched to our broad band of dog food? This is the what was quoted by uh, Silver Akumar said on the company's website, which is just you know that's uh, amazing. You know what I mean? I, obviously, let's pay dog owners to smell their shit. You know, let's let's do that. Now, um, he also is quoted by saying, we know that this is a quite a peculiar vacancy, but we also know that this is the way for us to put our money where our shit is. I meant mouth is. I'm so sorry. And show dog owners that plant based dog food can improve their dog stool, general health and digestive health. You know, these guys are really, really striving for. Honestly, I'm so proud of them. You know, way to go, right? Way to motherfucking go, guys. So proud. I, I'm so proud. I'm almost just as proud as the Russian soldiers that are swiping right on Ukrainian women right now. 
I, and I am not shitting you guys. This has actually happened. And like I said, guys, I, I do want to touch base with uh, what's what's. I do want to continue to touch base with what's going on out in um, uh, Russia because that's some serious shit, guys. Make no make no mistake. When I was what I was saying on my news channel, guys, I was I, this. It, it's not a game with me, guys. Like I I honestly I go through the litigations. I literally take my time to make sure. And I'm patient too. Like I, I will wait to make sure I get the right news, and I'll wait for things to formulate so I give you guys the right news. What did I say, man? T to give you guys the real, real news, it's gonna take patience. It's gonna take time for some things just to plan, you know, pan out. You know what I mean? I can't, cause anything more than that is just speculation, right? And I, I and I, I know a lot of news, a lot of news broadcasters. They're not gonna tell you that. They're just gonna report on this shit, tell you exactly what they know. They're gonna switch it their way, only twist it in some some kind of ways, guys. It's not a game with me. Like I, I'm a Republican. I, I am a hard believer in the Constitution. However, I am a harder believer, harder believer in God and family. And uh, if I choose to lie to my own people, then I am lying in front of God. And this is this is what I uh, this is what I believe. Now, um, that being said, it, it, do I make mistakes? Holy shit, guys! I, I'm probably going to say this on my news broadcast. I'm, I'm going to say this on my podcast ten thousand times at least. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say some wrong shit sometimes, and I'm honestly, depending on my listeners, I'm depending on the people that are following me and the people that are helping me. I'm, I'm depending on you guys to really correct me. You know what I mean? It's it's this goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? It, it's um, it, it really does. I don't know how else to say this. It goes both ways. You know what I mean? I, I do not want to um, when I'm wrong, correct me on it. You know what I mean? Now, if it. it, it I, there are certain there are certain things you know what I mean. Now, if you want to argue, then that's a different you know that's a different aspect. There's a difference of hey, um, you know, um, you you reported on uh, the settlement with a Purdue Pharma, and you 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 gave the wrong uh, estimation on how much money they're going to pay. All right, well, how much money are they going to pay? All right, so let's look at the let's look at the court documents. Let's look at the videos of what's coming out when they're in court. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like just shit like that, man. But like you know, there's a difference between. Um, Correcting someone and arguing with someone. If if you dig what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, that being said, I do want to focus and I do want to touch down with what is going on out when you uh, out in Russia and Ukraine, and I also do want to touch base on this article because it is funny as hell, and it's something. It's it's honestly something. It's something. I don't want to see. I don't want to say I saw it coming, but I, I want to say it plays along with the type of uh, warfare that we're in, we're in right now. The type of warfare that we're in right now, and the type of warfare that we're going to be fighting, you know, is is it's it's bio warfare. It's black espionage warfare. You know what I mean? It's it's warfare that isn't pronounced truthfully and honestly on the television screens and on YouTube and all this and that, man, because it's. At least by all, at least by mainstream news, you know what I mean, and that's because that there's no real right and wrong inside war. You know what I mean? There's, there's like I said, guys. There's no one gets into a fight, no one gets into a war and says, "Yeah, I'm the bad guy." Yeah, no, no, he's a good guy, but I'm about to beat that good guy's ass. You know what I mean? Then, you know what I mean? Everyone gets into a fight, and everyone thinks when they get into a fight, when they get into a war, the first thing that's coming to their mind is, "I'm the good guy." You know, I, I and and I, I'm going to make sure that you guys understand that, and it's a very, um, it, it's a very, very, uh, uh, it's an important concept. 
when um uh, when you when you're uh, f- if you do my job, it's a very important concept to realize and have in your reality when you're covering news, man. Because you have to understand that no one gets into a war and thanks to the and thanks they're the bad guy or they're the good guy. Everyone thanks to the good guy. You see what I'm saying? But now, um, listen to this, guys. Now, Russian soldiers use Tinder while in Ukraine, and they swipe right on Ukrainian women. They must got some fine-ass bitches out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Honestly, that was a little um, uh, uh, disrespectful of me. Now, um, I do want to give... Uh, um, the president of Ukraine uh, a time a chance to speak because after all he's a douchebag and I don't believe a word and I'm also going to say I don't believe a word he says because uh, like I said before guys this war between Ukraine and Russia has been happening for a very long time it's happened since 2000 from at least 2014 from what we know of tens of thousands already dead between soldiers Russian and Ukraine tens of thousands and Ukraine has been um, killing its own citizens on the eastern front of Ukraine because they want to join Russia. They're partisans of Russia. This shit's getting deep, man. And, it's, and, and they won't really, really, they won't keep on talking about these points to you guys because they don't, they want, they want you guys to focus on the now of the war so they can put into your mind who's the right one in this war, who's the wrong one in this war. And that's what these mainstream medias are doing to you right now. You know, I, and we here at Subliminal Message Studios, we ain't about that shit, guys. None of these motherfuckers are wrong. We're right. <laughs> you know, none of these motherfuckers are right, man. This is, this is a big power grab that is done by the globalists because they have turned their backs on Russia. And Russia, Vladimir Putin at least, is very, very much aware of how the globalist agenda is. And they are very much aware of what they want. They want to destroy the entire world. Vladimir Putin just wants to have Ukraine be part of Russia again, which it used to be. That's why he had Crimea, Crimea rejoin Russia, basically. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's called a republic, but that's just another way. That was just another way of NATO saying, okay, you can have Crimea. How about we just call it a republic? You know what I mean? That was just NATO's way of making, formulating their own plot. But and, uh, and anyways, let me uh, just give, um, give this piece of shit. Uh, the president of Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen. Шановні громадяни України, сьогодні вранці президент Путін оголосив проведення спеціальної військової операції на Донбасі. Росія здійснила удар. He said Russia carried out attack on our military infrastructure on border guards. Explosions were heard in many cities of Ukraine. We introduced martial law throughout the state. A minute ago, I had a conversation with U.S. President Biden. The U.S. started to gather international support. Today we need you, each of you, to be calm. If possible, stay at home, please. Because he wants a war. We are working. The army is working. The entire security and defense sector of Ukraine is working. Yeah, there has to be. The National Security and Defense Council, the government, will be in touch. Soon I'll be in touch again. Don't panic. We are strong. We are ready for everything. Except for taking on Russia. Honestly, that's literally the only thing they are not ready for is actually get into a real, um, real war with Russia. They're they're getting their asses beat already. I suggest Ukraine just bend over and just take it. I don't know how else to say that. I'm sorry. Now, um, back to um, Russian soldiers swiping. All right. 
on Tinder on, <laughs> on uh, towards Ukrainian women while they're uh, while, while they're invading uh, Ukraine. That's fucked up, guys. Russia, the Russian soldiers, they're invading Ukraine, and while they're invading Ukraine, they're invading Ukrainian women's underwear. No. <clears throat> Um, uh, Russian soldiers swarmed Ukrainian tender following Putin's peacekeeping mission Monday. Some of the soldiers joined the app to look for love. Oh yeah, that's exactly what they looked to love, uh, looked, uh, joined that app for. They joined the app to look for love. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, don't you know that? It's not the fact that they're going in there for resources or possibly to kill multiple, multiple, multitude amounts of people. No. They're just invading it for love. Why do you think they joined Tinder? And if any of you guys know everything about Tinder, Tinder is one of the best dating apps that you could ever get on. No, it doesn't have a bunch of pedophiles on there secretly trying secretly trying to lure 11 year olds. And no, it hasn't been caught with a shitload of pedophiles on there before secretly trying to lure 11 year olds to their house. No, Tinder is the best app for invading soldiers on another country. Now, stop being a terrorist and listen to me. <laughs> now, um, Putin ordered a military operation in eastern Ukraine Thursday morning. Now, Ukrainian tender saw an influx of Russian soldiers in the run-up to Russia's military invasion of the neighbor's country. Troop named Andrew Alexander, Gregory McNeil, and even a bearded chicken fighter nicknamed Black were among the dozens of profiles that popped up on the dating platform after Russian Vladimir Putin ordered the military forces into the Ukrainian territories of Luhanska and Donetskia Monday for peacekeeping functions. Now, Putin has since authorized a military operation in eastern Ukraine and demanded Ukrainian forces to lay down their arms. He said, lay down. Damn it. And if and if you know anything about Vladimir Putin, if you do not lay down for Putin, then he will straight up put, put in your butthole. <laughs> oh, wow. Just wow. Yeah. Now, um, Putin has since authorized a military operation in eastern Ukraine and demanded Ukrainian forces to lay down their arms. Like I said, they wanted him to lay down so Vladimir Putin can put in. Now, before the attack, a 33-year-old video producer, Dasha Slifnikova, who moved from the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv to Kharkiv, a city around 25 miles from the closest Russian border, claimed a friend told her that Russian troops were all over Tinder. Oh my god, girl, Russian troops are all over Tinder right now. I suggest you get you some Sasha if I was like you, totally. <laughs> now, um, uh, this is a, a, a Sinela Vakova. Uh, this is him quoting. And I couldn't believe my eyes when they popped up trying to look tough and cool. One muscular guy posed up trying to look sexy in a bed, posing with his pistol. Holy shit. I cannot believe this. These guys are fucking unbelievable. I, I you know, I, I hate saying this, but like, you know, I, I just, wow. It's not that I have respect for them in any kind of way because God loves them. I, God knows I don't. I I meant what I said. You know, if, if it was up to me, 
Russia and China would have been already off the scourge off this fucking planet, man. And, um, you know, things would have definitely been different. Uh, but anyways, uh, now, uh, uh, Sinalakova swiped left to reject the men on Tinder as she claimed she didn't find them attractive and would never consider sleeping with the enemy. Ha! Okay, see, there you go, right there. There he goes. There it is, right there. Sleeping with the enemy, ladies and gentlemen. See, even the Ukrainian people, even the Ukrainian, uh, the Ukrainian, like on uh, where Kiev is and stuff like that, even those people are considering them the enemy. And it's only the eastern front of Ukraine or the eastern part of Ukraine that really, really wants to be a part of Russia. And that's that's kind of where this like this this war is like the front is like really, really started is there's parts of Ukraine that want to be part of Russia. And, you know, and they're getting killed too. They're getting off by their own government. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's not as bad as the Uyghur situation, but they, they kill civilians all the times out there. And it's not like where, it's not like in America. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not National Guard. Oh, they just gunned down a few people over there. No, they're, they're really getting in a really big gun, uh, gunfights with their own people on the eastern fronts of Ukraine. Now, um, However, Slinica Kovia did exchange messages with a 31-year-old Andrea, whose tender photo featured him clutching a Kalashnikov rifle while in full combat gear and helmet, as as um, as she saw. And uh, uh, you know, upon uh, it, oh God, you know, I I, I kind of just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Now, upon being asked from uh, Sonikova if Andrea was a soldier, he replied with a gif of American actor Jim Carrey saying, oops, the other Russian soldiers on Tinder were allegedly just looking for love, Slinikova said. These guys are just the same as anyone else on Tinder. They want love or companionship while they rape and pillage your country. Well, of course, you know, you suck their dick while they... <clears throat> kill the rest of your family so it's kind of hard to imagine that they could be coming here to attack us i hope it won't happen oh it's happening all right now uh she, she was quoted by saying this before the russian attack on thursday which i wonder i wonder how many of them are swiping right on all the russian soldiers now that's so horrible me me saying that right now, speaking of that, I do want to get to uh, uh, Pre uh, President Vladimir Putin telling um, America that if they get involved, he is going to squash them within a major heartbeat. You guys can translate this for yourself. Фундаментальных договоров обеспечения безопасности имеет. Тем не менее, Соединенные Штаты сделали то, что сделали, вышли. И теперь пусковые установки ПРО находятся в Румынии и в Польше создаются, скоро будут, наверное, если еще не сделали. А там стоят пусковые установки МК-41, на которые можно устанавливать томагавки. Ladies and gentlemen, I will make sure that this is translated through on my Facebook. That is Subliminal Message Studios, all one word, on my Facebook. And you guys can see the video for yourself. I will share it on there, ladies and gentlemen, so you can see what it's translated to. But listen in. Это суверенная российская территория. Вопрос для нас в этом смысле закрыт. Представим, что Украина страна НАТО и начинает эти военные операции. 
нам что, воевать с блоком НАТО? Но мне представляется, что те же Соединенные Штаты не столько заботятся о безопасности Украины, хотя, может быть, и думают об этом, но где-то на втором плане. Но самое главное их задача – сдерживание развития России. Вот в чем дело. В этом смысле сама Украина – это просто инструмент достижения этой цели. Это можно сделать разными путями, втянув, втянув нас в какой-то вооруженный конфликт и заставить в том числе своих союзников в Европе, вести против нас те самые жесткие санкции, о которых говорят сегодня в США. Тянуть э, Украину в НАТО, наставить там ударных систем оружия и стимулировать каких-нибудь бендеровцев на решение э, вопроса Донбасса или, или Крыма вооруженным путем. И таким образом все равно втянуть нас в вооруженный конфликт желая избежать подобного негативного развития ситуации, а мы хотим его избежать, нужно по-настоящему учитывать интересы всех стран, в том числе и России, и найти вариант решения этой проблемы. If Ukraine joins NATO, he is going to nuke the shit out of America. In which case, we will wipe Russia off the fucking face of this planet. So I hope he is not stupid enough to f with us. Because keep in mind, I I, I just want to I just want to let everyone know our balls really are bigger around this world. So you know, hurrah to America. You know, be proud be 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 proud to be an American. Just don't be proud of the way America's being ran, you know. Uh, but you know, be proud of whatever you want to be proud of. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, uh, just to get, uh, just to uh, get, um, uh, reiterate on a few other things because I also did kind of want to cover um, uh, the top pick, the top Supreme Court nomination for pipey, uh, uh, pipey uh, poopy, sleepy, whoopy pants. And his uh, top pick nominee is, of course, Judge Jackson. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Judge Jackson, the radical, um, the radical left left human being that believes white people should all be put in cages she's going to be a supreme court nominee and no we can't do anything about it because we are nothing but slaves so get it through your head well ladies and gentlemen moving on to uh, better news or other news i should say i apologize about that because there is a few other things that were just freaking hilarious that i came across and i couldn't believe like you know it's, yeah, anyway Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to get to some other stuff, uh, a few uh, other things happening in the great America that is our land. Now, uh, uh, Camel River RCMP arrested 32 people in shoplift sting. Camel River RMCP are urging stores to be proactive and adopt theft reduction strategies following an eight-day blitz resulting in 32 arrests and more than 8,000 of dollars of merchandise recovered you gotta be kidding me guys this is oh my god now police are re recommending that more than 35 charges be laid most for theft under five thousand dollars additional charges expected include resisting arrests breaching court conditions to stay outside of the specific stores and driving while prohibited now 
Police concentrated on places with higher than usual theft problems. Some people arrested had already had been arrested earlier within eight day within an eight day campaign. Of the 32 people arrested, 25 had criminal records, including property crimes, or were waiting sentencing on previous theft files. You've got to be kidding me! And I wonder how I wonder how they caught all these people. Well, not just I, I, I like I'm not. I, and once again, I'm not dogging on the police in any kind of way, but I am saying, damn, <laughs> that is some pretty, pretty amazing police work right there, man. You had to be paying attention to every single little thing that these motherfuckers were doing. Either that or you had to been on to these people for a long time. And that is, of course, I, I wonder, I wonder, I'm waiting and, and you know, you know, what I feel, I'm, I'm going to say this right now because I kind of feel bad for the police already because I'm kind of waiting for, you know, for all the, uh, you know, the backlash from it, everyone starts to say, oh, oh they arrested them for food. And, you know, it's, it's, they're racist, you know what I'm saying, and all this other shit. I guarantee that will come out soon, too. All the cops are racist because you guys are out shoplifting and stealing. Not because you had to, which, which, which keep in mind, I, you see, man, this is the thing about it, okay? If you have no way of eating, and, and let's say you're, 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 you know what I mean, you are, uh, out in a foreign land, you have no idea where you are, you're out somewhere foreign, you don't know it, you're starving, you're literally about ready to die, you know what I mean? Um, do I think that there may be a cause for maybe taking an apple, you know, uh, taking something that isn't yours? I'm not saying there is, but I don't believe that you should die, you know what I mean? That's all I'm going to say about that. But what I am saying is the... The way it is now is most people just steal because they think it's cool. It's not because they have to, which is, I guess is what I, what, what I should just say. It's not that they have to. They just steal just to steal because they think it's cool. They're a bunch of fucking dumbasses, honestly, man. But no, listen to this, guys. There's a belief among criminals that they won't face penalties if caught shoplifting, which I wonder how they got theirs beliefs. You know what I mean? It, it couldn't be, you know, the, the ideologies that Judge Jackson is going to bring into our Supreme Court. It couldn't be the ideologies that the DAs uh, have been, uh, the, the DAs that have been put into place all across the United States, and they're all being funded by George Soros, just like the new uh, new police chiefs that are being put in all in a place. Place all across America, they're not being funded by George Soros. We just had a, a one a one chief of police that came out here from California, and she comes out here and tells every single one of us Nebraskans how we need to start registering every single one of our guns and how we're dangerous. It doesn't matter what you know what we do for a living. No, we that doesn't matter. Die, slave, die. You know, and, and like, and everyone knows, and everyone knows, I'm I'm very very pro police, but this has got to stop. This kind, this type of ideology, this rhetoric, it's got to stop because it's not, it is not helping police either. Did you guys know that almost 80, 87, oh no, hold on, let me make sure I bring this up right. 92%, 92% of retired police are either caught with an unregistered weapon while carrying it, now, whether they are prosecuted is a different story. But are they caught with it? 92% of retired police from the National Security Database, 92% of police, of retired police, get caught with an unregistered weapon carrying it. They do not, and most of them don't get prosecuted, but it does get put in the record. That's how, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, it's not helping police either. This, this, this has got to stop. Now, um... Stores that have made efforts to limit theft seem to be victimized less than those that did not. Theft reduction measures. 
have lockable fitting rooms controlled by staff. Do not allow large bags such as backpacks and stores. Ask people to take hoods covering their heads when entering a store. Oh, but of course you're not going to tell them to take their mask off though, right? What if what if they what if they have two masks on and they want to put an extra mask on top of their head? Are you still going to tell them to take the mask off? You know what I mean? This is, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to say, uh, be contradictive of what you guys are telling these, uh, uh, grocery stores and these stores to do because what about the mask? You're, you're telling me that you're no, you're gonna know exactly. Cause you know what, dude? I, to be honest, we all know this. I can take off my hat. I can take off my hood. I can take off everything. As long as like what I have is a really good mask, you can't see shit. You have no idea who I am. I can put on, I, you know what I mean? Like me, myself, I, I, I'm, I'm bald. You know what I mean? So whether I put on a mask either way, I'm going to be bald, but it, you can get creative. Oh shit. I just found a wig. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, um, uh, they, they also go by, um, do not put high value items next to exits. Use electronic tags on high value items. Higher loss prevention staff. Train staff to be vigilant and to watch for suspicious activity. Have high quality video surveillance, which is easily accessible by multiple staffers. Almost every single thing I just got done saying, if you don't know how to do those things as a store owner, you're jackass. You probably shouldn't be a store owner, honestly. Now, um, the, uh, the, the police chief, um, of, uh, of Campbell River goes on, uh, goes on by qu uh, quoting, by no means do we want store staff or owners to put themselves in harm's way to protect merchandise? But taking simple measures and setting expectations for customers can make a world of difference in preventing thefts and identifying criminals who do walk out on the doors, walk out the doors with goods. Uh, you know, absolutely. You know, um, all these things. But once again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this again. If you are thinking about doing these things and kind of a jackass, aren't you? You know, um, uh, but anyways, guys, in uh, some other shenanigans going on in this news, in this crazy, crazy world, we have NWI cop sees 66 firearms and arrest or detain 56 people in a fairgrounds sting. All right, guys. Now we have we have a little uh, we have a little <clears throat> excuse me we have a little uh, video of the sheriff speaking on this notion. So. Let's give the man a chance to talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Oscar Martinez. I am the elected Lake County Sheriff here in Indiana. I am pleased to announce the conclusion of a four-month Lake County Sheriff's Department investigation into illegal activities uh, uh, at gun shows here in Lake County, Indiana. Fifty-six individuals were arrested or detained and faced dozens of criminal charges. We located and uh, seized about 66 firearms and confiscated more than $18,000. This effort is part of a proactive approach I have launched to reduce gun violence by cutting off the illegal supply of firearms in our area. Police officers with the Special Operations Division gathered intelligence during three surveillance operations at gun shows held at Lake County Fairgrounds in Crown Point, Indiana. We call the project Operation Scarecrow, focusing on illegal purchases of firearms, more commonly known as straw purchases. To be clear, I support the right to legally keep and bear arms in accordance to the Constitution. It is why it is so important 
that we protect people who follow the law by arresting people who would illegally traffic firearms. Simply said, our investigation has helped to cut off the supply of illegal weapons at its source. So I am proud of the diligence and commitment of the Special Operations Division who spent endless hours investigating the crimes and suspects in this case. Commander Stahl is here to explain some of the details in reference to Operation Scarecrow. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it there. Sheriff, the good old Sheriff Police, have a message for you patrons of gun shows at the Lake County Fairgrounds. Follow the law or face arrest and prosecution. Now, um, when I first got into this article, I was reading it, you know what I mean, before I even got and started this podcast, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, yeah, they got him. And then I started to get into it. And it turns out that these guys, th- these, this sheriff's department and that sheriff is actually a far, far left. He, he said, Oh, I support the, I support people's right to, uh, to rights of the second amendment and this and that. You know, I support the constitutional rights and this and that. However, it was straw purposes. Get this shit. And it's something before I can even get into this article, get back into this article. I got to let you guys know, right? When he says illegal purchase of guns, almost Almost all of almost 36 of these 56 people that were arrested and and, and the other percent, the, the other the other people, uh, I know, I'm sorry, let me because I'm getting to the, I'm getting to the court uh, documents right now. I because I, I, I want to make sure I get this is it was 37. The 37 people that were uh, uh, that um, had their guns taken away and uh, had money taken away from them, they had concealed weapons permits, they had purchaser permits, they had, they were able, they were legally able to purchase those guns. The only thing that happened is, is when they bought them from the gun dealer at the gun show, they didn't run their background check right then and there. You know what I mean? They didn't go through the whole paperwork right then and there. They just asked for an ID. They probably more than like the gun the gun uh, dealer probably asked for ID, probably asked if you're a convict or any of that stuff. You know, if, you know, most people that go to gun shows, you know, no, you're not. You know what I'm saying? You're a good person. You love your family. You just love guns too. Awesome, man. More power to you. What happened is, is they sold them the gun without going through the background checks and all that. Straw, per, per, uh, straw purchase right there. And the other 13 people, or I'm sorry, uh, 20, the other, the other, yeah, the other um, 17 people I met, the other 17 people, they were not felons either. Now, they didn't have like a concealed weapons permit or any of that stuff, you know what I mean? But they were not convicts either. So these officers just ripped 56 people out of 66 firearms and stole $18,000 of cash from gun owners. It wasn't about like they didn't, they like, you know, and I love the way they put it. I love the way it, it sounds. Oh, it's, it, oh, it was, it was, you know, they, they, they took them away from people that did not have the right to uh, use them. That is the farthest thing, the farthest thing from the truth. Every single one of the gun dealers that they uh, arrested or they detained, get this, guys. Every single one of them, class five license. Class five license, every single one of them. 
I'm looking at the documents right now. Every single one of them have class five license. If you do not know what a class five license is, it's a license that you can acquire as a citizens in a, as a citizen of America that allows you to buy fully fully automatic firearms. So, like, you know what I mean? There's like you can still buy fully automatic firearms. There's just you know there's ways around it. There's a it's it's about the money. They they've made it to where only the rich upon super rich can buy those fully automatic firearms. Now, uh, that being said, officers seized 66 firearms, arrested or detained 56 people, and confiscated more than $18,000 in cash during three gun shows in October, October, November, and December, according to data provided by the police. Now, 22 people, ranging in age from 15 to 64, have been charged, according to police and Lake Superior Court records, an investigation into a 23rd person remains ongoing. One suspect was shot and killed in East Chicago before charges were filed. Two additional cases were turned over to federal authorities for further investigation. Now, um... This is just crazy, man. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, now this is this is where it gets even more uh, more wild, though. So, in addition to guns, police recovered a total of fifty ecstasy pills, two hundred seventy-one grams of ecstasy and powder in rock form, seven grams of psycho, uh, psycho- psychedelic mushrooms, twenty point seven grams of prescription Xanax pills, fourteen bags of synthetic marijuana, and two hundred nine grams of marijuana. 209 grams of marijuana. Basically, it's like that, you know, that's, that's, I don't even know what that is. I don't know how much would, I, I, don't, I don't know how much that would be. It's, I, I don't, they had a lot, basically. Now, um, anyways, about one fourth of the departments approximately, um, I'm sorry. Approximately 165 officers have assisted with the operation each month, including officers from the Special Operations Division, High Crime Unit, Patrol Division, Interduction and Narcotics Unit, and Undercover Police. The officers use a high-quality surveillance system inside the industrial building at fairgrounds, license plate readers, drones, helicopters, and other technology to gather evidence and build their cases. The operation was among the largest in the department's history, and Martinez ensured whatever resources were needed were available. Now, um, uh, Commander Jim Stahl, he is who leads the Special Operations Division. And Martinez is commented to equipping the department with technology such as surveillance cameras, license plate readers, and its aviation unit. And when they were talking about surveillance cameras, ladies and gentlemen, they were not just talking about any uh, any old regular surveillance cameras. No, they were talking about surveillance cameras that can literally see through walls and shit like that. That's right. This is Terminator 7.0, bitch. Now, um, he also credited good old-fashioned police work for the operational success. Absolutely, buddy. Um, uh, and now he also, this is another one of his Martinez quote. To be clear, I support the right to legally keep and bear arms in accordance with the Constitution. Simply said, our investigation has helped to cut off the supply of illegal weapons at its source. That is not true at all, man. I wish it was. You know, you, that's not to say you didn't get some bad people that were carrying those guns and you knew full well that they're gang members and you knew full well what they were going to do. They were going to buy those guns and then give them to their, you know, give them to their fellow comrades. I'm glad you guys did this. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just calling it like I see it. I'm sorry. Now, investigators began the investigation by simply watching activity during the gun shows. What they saw surprised them. When the Times observed Operation uh, Scarecrow on December 18th, the group's police zeroed in on inside the industrial building appeared to be exchanging money and guns without much concern 
for the law. Officers and Lake County Deputy Prosecutor Edgar Rodriguez, Rodriguez watched for groups of people working together to shop, purchase, and then immediately transfer guns to other people. People taking photos of guns and texting people exchanging large amounts of cash and shoppers immediately handing off guns to those who did not purchase them caught investigators' attention. Now, the Crown Point gun shows, which have been held for decades long and long, have been criticized as a place where straw purchasers who have often no conviction that would prevent them from buying a gun can divert firearms to those can uh, cannot legally possess them. Registered dealers at the gun shows must conduct background checks, but pr private sellers are excluded from that requirement some some of the people we took into custody went to a private seller who doesn't have to do the background check they were taking real advantage of that loophole detectives were looking for that type of activity and like i said they they this they kind of just uh told on themselves by uh saying when the Times observed Operation Scarecrow on December 18th, the group, the group police zeroed in on an inside industrial building appearing to be exchanged money and guns without much concern of the law. Officers and Lake County Deputy, Deputy I'm sorry, Prosecutor Edgar Rodriguez watched the groups of people working together to shop, purchase, and then immediately transfer guns to other people. People taking photos of guns and texting people exchanging large amounts of cash and shopping immediately handing off guns to those who did not purchase them caught investigators' investigators' attention. Now, the Crime Point gun shows, which have been held for decades, long have been criticized as a place where straw purchasers who often have no convictions that would prevent them from buying a gun can divert firearms to those who cannot legally possess them. So, like I said, they kind of just told on themselves right there. They, they literally, so what, what they did is they, they were realizing that a bunch of gang members were going to these gun shows. They did not have, they were not felons, but the police knew full well that they were buying these guns for criminals. There are other gang members and stuff like that. And they were buying them and then selling them or giving them to their other little cronies. These police knew that shit was going on and said no none of that's going to happen however it's not it you, you do not i i just hate how you're including oh i believe in in the second amendment and this and that no you don't bro no you don't because even if they weren't doing that you guys would have arrested those gun dealers anyway so don't tell me you know what i mean so don't tell me oh i believe in the second amendment no no you don't you know what I mean? No, no, you really, really, really don't. You would have figured some way out of arresting those gun dealers over over simply not running a background check. You have to be kidding me. You know, if it's not a if it's not a known fact by now, ladies and gentlemen, it really, really should be. If you are a real criminal, if you're a criminal, and that's your thing. You're a game member. You're out there. Choo, choo. You know what I'm saying? Young Jeezy. White girl, I don't know, you know what I mean? Whatever, I, I don't know how to say it. What's the trendy, what's the fucking trendy word to say? I, I don't know. Anyways, if that's you, you're going to find a way to get a gun anyway. You, you, you're, you're not going to go to the fucking store and, listen, man, I need I need you to help me out here, dog. I got a felony, I got to go to prison next week, but I'm going to go shoot the shit out of my baby mom with that 45. You want to buy that to me real quick? You want to sell it to me real quick? You want to do it? You want to do it? That's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's a, it's, it's a known fact now, guys. That's, that's fact. That is fact. So don't tell me you believe in the Second Amendment, man. You, no, you would have figured out a way of going after those gun dealers either way it happened. Even if they were selling them to a bunch of Christians that have never even killed a fucking ant in their lives. 
you would have still locked up those uh, still locked up those gun dealers over a straw purchase, man. You and me both know that that's a bunch of bullshit, and this and that the rhetoric that you're continuing to try to push that's the problem. I am a hundred percent for the police. Everyone knows that I support the police way more than I probably should. But I got to call it like I see it, man. You don't care about the Second Amendment. Now, during the December gun show, investigators at their headquarters in the sheriff's department watched three large screens as they remotely operated cameras inside the industrial building at the fairgrounds. After identifying a crew, a crew of shoppers, begin, investigators began to focus on their money guy, a man in a green hoodie, withdrawing cash from an ATM and handing it to others. By the time the man left the show, he liked he had passed out more than a thousand to other members of his group. When police noticed other, uh, another man placed his identification on a table to make a purchase, they zoomed the camera in so they could read his name and date of birth on the ID card. Now, a check with intelligence officers showed the man had a license to carry a firearm, which made sense if he was serving as a buyer, officials said. As each crew left the fairgrounds, police watched closely for any guns being handed off to non-buyers and relayed information to patrol officers to conduct traffic stops. Now, those who were detained were brought back to the sheriff's department for questioning. Now, Martinez said he first brought the idea for Operation of Scarecrow to his command staff after members of the high crime unit began noticing firearms they were seizing from convicted felons had not been stolen, he said. Now, investigators were looking into the source of those weapons when they also learned a man visited the gun show on July 10th, just before he became involved in a pursuit and fatal crash in St. John. Damn, dog. Shit's going down, ain't it? You know, and, and, and you know, I, I'm going to keep on saying it. Okay, it ain't like it's not like none of these guys would have got a gun. And and, and, and by the way, and I also hear, I also hear, uh, I also hear this lot. I hear, well, it will make it harder for the people that shouldn't have guns. It, this these laws will make it harder for them. It may not stop them, of course. We're not saying that, but it will surely make it harder. No, the fuck it won't. You just made it easier for that criminal to get a fully automatic weapon now. Because now, when he really, really wants to go get a gun, now he's not going to go and get a semi-automatic gun. More than likely, he's going to go after guns that are highly illegal, fully automatic. And now what you going to do? Would you rather have have him have a semi-automatic rifle or, or, or a machine gun? I'm going to say that again. Would you rather have that convict, criminal, felon, that hardcore crackhead, whatever, woman beater, whatever you want to call that dude, whatever you want to call that girl, Bonnie and Clyde, I don't give a shit, okay? Would you rather have him have a semi-automatic, a semi-automatic rifle or a fully automatic machine gun? Now, uh, those of you who do know something about guns, I'm wondering and I'm hoping that most of our police are going to say, yeah, I'd rather have him have, I'd rather have him have and possess a rifle with, you know what I mean, semi-automatic capacity. Because if that boy's got a fully automatic weapon, that's going to give me some shit. That's going to be a whole nother, you know, that's, that's a game changer. Excuse me. Now, um, police also recovered a drum magazine and extended a magazine for a Glock firearm and multiple rounds of a 40 caliber ammunition in the Honda. 
court records state they said they also found a credit card swiper and four credit cards that didn't match Litterton's or McDonald's names. Litterton was taken into custody in August and pleaded not guilty to two counts of resisting law enforcement, reckless homicide, and auto theft. Now, during the October 3rd gun show, police set their sights on several crews, including a group of five men who were later found with a total of 14 firearms and more than $10,000 in cash. One of those five men, Charles D. Wilson III, 23 of Gary, has a history of alleged gun violence. Court records have showed this and they have stated this. Wilson was involved in a shootout April, on April 7th in 2018 in Hammond during what police described as a gun deal gone bad. Bunch of fucking cowboys, man. You know, but that's, that's, uh, and, 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 you know, I'm not saying any of these police guys, I'm not, I'm not, I, I hope to God I haven't given you guys the impression or give the, um, the, the police of, um, the police of Lake County, any, uh, any bad, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say what they did, you know, you know, shame on them. No, 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 no. Like, I believe what they did was right there, brother. So I salute you and, and everything, man. I, I honestly do. I just hate how you're bringing in the Second Amendment and saying you support the Second Amendment. And you're, um, you, you, you know, you're going after these gun dealers for this, but it's not going to make a difference. You're not really taking any, any real criminals off the streets, man. The real criminals are dressed up in business suits and they are lying to us and they are getting rid of, and they are getting away with killing, raping, murdering people. They passed laws for pharmaceutical companies knowing that these drugs are going to kill people. Now, um, uh, just just to keep on going with this real quick, guys, because we're we're about ready to take a quick little short uh, sensei real quick. I meant break, but um, uh, just just to try to uh, finish this up. More than likely, I won't be able to. <laughs> Wilson and his cousin Derek T. McLaren McNutt and Daryl C. McLaren McNutt were accused of hiring Elijah Nolan, 19 of Gary, to the Robertsdale neighborhood to rob Nolan of a compact semi-automatic Mac to. Mac 10 handgun they believe Nolan had stolen from their friend. Wilson and the McLaurin McNutt brothers were charged in May 2019 with a murder and armed robbery, but Lake County prosecutors later dropped the charges. Defense attorney Scott King, who represented the brothers, told the Times in 2019 he believed Nolan, not his clients, was the only one planning a robbery. A deputy prosecutor's motion said the case had been referring back to Hammond police for further investigation, but the charges were never refiled. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, let's just go to a quick break. I'm going to go to a quick, uh, go to a quick little, uh, like I said, a quick little sensei. And I'm going to come back to you guys and finish up the rest of this shenanigans. And I'll hit you guys with a little more flame, a little more stuff that I've come across and have you guys listen to it. Cause it is, it is, um, it's crazy. Some stuff on fire, uh, Pfizer, fire, <laughs> some stuff on Pfizer. Um, uh, a CEO and a recent scientist has come out and, um, with, with some bombshell, just some bombshell news, guys. And we're probably going to start off when we come back before we can even finish this, guys. So let's go to a quick break and we will get right back to you. This is Subliminal Message Studios. And as always, I am your host, Leonardo. Please, guys, like, subscribe. Donate if you can, and thank you very, very much for following me and helping Subliminal Message Studios grows, guys. I really, really, really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Welcome to Subliminal Message Studios, ladies and gentlemen, and as always, I am your host, Leonardo. You can find me on any social media platform, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, 
that is except for Twitter and TikTok because I banned off of Twitter and fuck TikTok. But ladies and gentlemen, this will be part two of this segment. So let's go. Young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are uh, actually young nobodies of Sudan. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. The people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner and it is the climate crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios. Now, getting back to this article, this um, on the Lake County uh, sheriffs arresting a bunch of gun dealers and taking some bad people off the streets. Now, um, Wilson was among a group of five people police were watching that day because of suspicious activity. Records show. When police tried to box in a Pontiac Grand Prix that Wilson was driving as he left the gun show, Wilson struck an unmarked minivan as he fled and drove between a red 2017 Chevrolet Tahoe and black 2011 Cadillac Escalade, damaging both of them. Now, police stopped the Pontiac inside the fairgrounds. Officers recovered two handguns and an AR-15, two magazines for the rifle, ammunition, and other items for inside the Pontiac. Wilson was charged with a felony, resisting law enforcement, and three misdemeanor counts of leaving the scene of an accident. His passenger, Shaquine A. Anderson, 25 of Gary, was charged with two felony counts of use of false information to obtain a firearm, two counts of false statement on criminal history information form, and one count of assisting a criminal. Another man involved in Wilson and Anderson's group, Dwight Galver, 29 uh, of East Chicago, is accused of ramming a county vehicle with a blue 2012 Chrysler Town and Country van in the 800 block of Court Street and leading police on a pursuit onto Interstate 65. Now, police recovered nine guns from the minivan, including one gun of an unknown make or model, four rifles, three handguns, and one revolver. Magazines for several of the guns and ammunition also were found. Now, Police Chief Vincent uh, Balbo said Martinez has been cl- has been clear about the department's mission. This is not the end, and this is the beginning, Balbo said. We are going to be very proactive with people that are involved in any aspect of violent crime. Now, um, during a news conference Thursday, Balbo said investigators were con- confident the 66 confiscated firearms on display at police headquarters would have been used in crimes of violence, including carjackings, armed robbery, and more. Absolutely would have, man. I, and I 100% agree with you. Most of those guns, ladies and gentlemen, I'm also going to give you guys a little uh, re, re, a little um, uh, details once because 
because while I am looking at these court documents, because I am also uh, going off of uh, going off of an article that I'm, uh, you know what I mean, that I'm reading about, and I'm switching back to the court documents just to make sure it's all legit, you know. But um, one thing that they're not including, or at least I haven't seen yet, come up in this article, and I've read it before, and but one thing I have not uh, have not has not come up yet is the fact that most of these people, even though they bought them legally. And uh, and all this and that and, and and you know and all this other shenanigans, most of these guys were all coming from Chicago and completely, completely, you know, uh, cities and states that do not believe in the Second Amendment, and they're buying them from you know gun gun shows like that, taking them in to Chicago, you know, cities like cities of these natures, and you know, chitty chitty bang bang. Now, um. While Sheriff's Police cannot prevent every illegal gun sale in Lake County, every little bit helps, Martinez said. We wanted to send a message out there for anybody here in Indiana or from out of state. If you intend to come to Lake County, Indiana, to gun show or any gun store to purchase guns illegally, we will arrest you and we will prosecute you, he said. Which, you know what I mean? You know what, man? More power to him. You know, but I, I, I just want to re-include it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make one little difference, man, because, you know, let's let's be honest, guys. If if they really, really want a firearm, if you really, really want to kill someone, you want a gun and that's your mission, you're going to get a gun. There's nothing and no one that's going to stop you. Not me, not not, no one. Unless we suddenly just decide to say, fuck the Constitution. Which I get it. This is my pillow and Mike Lindell's. A lot, a lot of people want to do. Which I get it. Like I said, I get it. You know, it's, it seems like that's the only way to um, uh, keep the people safe. A lot of people are thinking of themselves. And guns kill children. And uh, all this other rhetoric. But ladies and gentlemen, at least in my opinion, I am letting you know that that is not going to stop anything. It's only, It's only going to make criminals buy more more dangerous weapons because now you know what i mean you've made it you've made it so hard for them to catch uh weapons that are uh generally out in the general population in america well now the only guns that are going to be floating around once you've made every gun illegally is the fully automatic weapons the weapons that are that, that are out, out coming from screw out of state they're coming from out of country so either we can have illegal guns from out of state or we can start having illegal guns from out of country. And if you do not think that will happen, trust me, it always happens. It happened out in Australia. It happened out in Germany. As soon as they take away, as soon as they made guns illegal, a shitload of guns started coming up from out of country, fully automatic. And it's, it's you know, you got to read history. But ladies and gentlemen, I do want to hit you guys with some flame. This as a former Pfizer VP and doctor and uh, scientist for Pfizer that has recently come out, not being gay, but <laughs> no, he has recently come out and um, uh, decided to uh, blow the whistle on Pfizer, letting people know uh, what they're really, really trying to do to the world. I would say that the companies knew that Spike was toxic, unstable, genetically and similar to many human proteins with with all the consequences that you would expect from that in the design there is nothing that limits how long the gene is uh, transcribed to make protein it could be minutes hours days years there's no there's nothing about it 
that tells uh, us how long that will happen. We can't just say, oh, it'll be okay. What, how long is it going to last? They were not required to measure it. What, what they claim to have done, a consistent manufacturer, uh, is impossible. And the regulators know it's impossible. And it's clear to people who've read the regulatory interactions between the European Medicines Agency and Pfizer, that's the one I've actually seen because someone leaked it, in November 2024, example, the technical assessors at the EMA in Amsterdam had listed seven what are called MOs, major objections, and they're all related to the things I've just listed. They did not have control of the processes giving rise to consistent, pure material. Batches or lots are associated with 6,000 adverse event reports and some with a small handful. That's not possible to be due to differences in, in sensitivity, not across uh, one and a half million doses per, per batch. The average should be pretty much the same. And yet they're so different, there's got to be a reason. And the reason is it's not the same stuff in each, in each of the lots. So I would say it's a criminal manufacture. Uh, I'm afraid there is uh, whatever collusion, conspiracy between uh, the drug companies, the regulators and the, and the people uh, allowing them to move forward. So no, it can't possibly be a mistake. These are an entirely new kind of medical intervention. Although they've cunningly managed to disguise them under the word vaccine, they bear, the only thing they bear in common with traditional vaccines is the word. That's it. There's no other similarity. And so when someone says uh, you're being over cautious about safety, I will tell you that with any new class of product, in fact, every individual version of the products of any new class, you have to establish the safety in trials. People's opinions are worthless, including my own. But the, bon the onus is on the part of the manufacturer to prove safety, not for me to prove that it's harmful, although they are harmful. Um, I think we've already talked very briefly about how, and I too actually state this, these, the design of these vaccines. So I'm a drug discoverer. I spent 32 years in R&D and, and in toxicology training. So I think I can state, and you can believe me, being in that environment, these are what I would call toxic by design. That is, if you were discussing it around a whiteboard in a research office, by the time you've agreed to make a spike protein-based genetic vaccine, you know exactly what's going to happen. This is, so these are not rational design. They, they couldn't work, and they would likely carry risks and you wouldn't be able to characterize the long-term outcomes, but they did it anyway. And these are clever people from you know, highly paid drug companies with decades of experience. So that the three faults are, one, it expresses spike protein that's already been talked about without any modulation of that biology. Secondly, uh, the spike is, again, genetically the least stable part of the virus. Again, that was mentioned by Alexandra. Um, thirdly, and no one's mentioned this yet, it's the part of the virus that's least different from humans. You really want to pick something that's very unique to the pathogen and very different from you. Why? Because if, you, if there are similarities, familial similarities, that when you raise an immune response to, the, to this injected material, there's a possibility of autoimmunity. And in fact, I'm confident that that is occurring and other people think so too. And I would say, opinion, that the companies knew that the spike was toxic, unstable, 
genetically and similar to many human proteins with, with all the consequences that you would expect from that. Obviously, they're going to need to defend themselves, but I'm telling the general public that that's my view, and I've had it confirmed by other sort of veteran drug discoverers. Um, what else shall we say? Yes, and uh, I think Secret and others talked about in the design, there is nothing that limits how long the gene is uh, transcribed to make protein. It could be minutes, hours, days, years. There's no, there's nothing about it that tells uh, us how long that will happen. We can't just say, oh, it'll be okay. What, how long is it going to last? They were not required to measure it. They were not required to measure it because they managed to persuade the regulators, or maybe they were corrupt, that these are, quotes vaccines, and they were allowed to proceed down a development pathway that's re relatively light in terms of obligations on the innovator, the drug companies. Really, it should have been classed as, uh, I would say, a, a genetic medicine, where the obligations, rightly, are extremely onerous and would have taken a long time, and certainly would have included measurements of how long they are producing spike for, and where in the body, to secret's point, it's doing that. And they were not required to do either of those things. That's a catastrophic failure on the part of the regulators who knew fine what I'm saying is true because it's conventional. I've never seen an exception other than in vaccines where you do not have to study what's called pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. So they haven't done that. It should never be done again, by the way. You know, I, Bill Gates was quoted recently as saying, we were a bit too slow. Uh, Mr. Gates, you're not a drug discovery person. I think I've established, and I can back up what I've said, that in order to move into a public health uh, uh, you know, environment, that is to those billions of people, the highest obligation is safety, not even efficacy. And you can only do that by treating very large numbers of people and observing them for a long time. Not, not two and a half months. It's completely inadequate. So his suggestion that next time we'll get it done in six months, you must not let him do that. It's a completely inappropriate thing to do, and it's almost certainly going to be harmful. Um, again, um, moving on just to manufacture. Again, um, the uh, earlier colleague, um, I'm afraid I, I, she just left, uh, but she gave a good account of herself in explaining uh, that as the drug goes through as this vaccine goes through development it's necessary to demonstrate that you can manufacture the product consistently so that it is characterized as having in the vial what you say is in the vial now the clinical trials were, was done with relatively low quantities of material because they were going to dose a few tens of thousands of people at most um, but when you go into production instead of it being a few tens of thousands in total, it's going to be of the order of a billion doses, a billion doses. So this is orders of magnitude higher. What that implies for people who don't know is you can't use the same process for manufacturing the clinical material. It's going to be, you can't, you can't scale that up. So you have to start again and make an, an industrial scale process. When you do that, the stages required to characterize what you have made, that is the drug substance, the, the gene-based uh, material. And then when it's been formulated, what's called then the drug product, those two steps, drug substance and drug product, uh, require, uh, I would say, roughly half of the entire workforce 
of an R&D-based organization such as Pfizer, I work there, roughly half the people are involved in that later stage of, of synthesis, manufacture, characterization, or all of that stuff. And the reason they've got 50% of their resources over there is it's very, very complicated. So the idea that they manufactured of the order of a billion doses and got all of those processes stabilized, characterized, inspected, agreed by the regulator is for the birds. They did not do those things because it's not possible to do them in under a small number of years, probably at least five years. So what, what they claim to have done, a consistent manufacture, uh, is impossible. And the regulators know it's impossible. And it's clear to people who've read the regulatory interactions between the European Medicines Agency and Pfizer, that's the one I've actually seen because someone leaked it, in November 2020, for example, the technical assessors at the EMA in Amsterdam had listed seven what are called MOs, major objections, and they're all related to the things I've just listed. They did not have control of the processes giving rise to consistent, pure material, and they didn't have control of what happened to it uh, between manufacture and formulation, these lipid nanoparticles that Secret mentioned. Uh, seven major objections. I can just, so just to give you an example, when I was at Pfizer, if someone had filed or the department of the company had filed a new drug application and even one major objection came up, heads would roll because it meant you'd not have, have a dialogue with the regulators so that, as to understand what was required by them. So to have seven listed in November 2020 and then no more than a few weeks later in December of that year, that vaccine product was given uh, whatever conditional marketing authorization, emergency use authorization. So I'll, I'll leave the listeners to decide for themselves, given what I've said to you about complexity, and I'm in close contact with people who have analogous to me in research and spent their whole life in that part of pharmaceutical industry, is it possible that all of those major objections were resolved? No, it's not. So what they have issued and rolled out and had injected into people are materials which from batch to batch, vial to vial, syringe to syringe, they've got no idea what you're actually getting. And I think, I think that is probably a major contributor to the huge range of toxicity that we see in the database such as VAERS in the US. Some batches or lots are associated with 6,000 adverse effect event reports and some with a small handful. That's not possible to be due to differences in, in sensitivity, not across uh, one and a half million doses per, per batch. The average should be pretty much the same. And yet they're so different, there's got to be a reason. And the reason is it's not the same stuff in each, in each of the lots. So I would say it's a criminal manufacture. Uh, the authorization by the European Medicines Agency and subsequently other global regulators, I think, uh, investigated because I think there's criminal level of collusion and fraud to sign off these packages as suitable when they're absolutely, it's impossible that they were. Um, and then we heard from other witnesses, and, and I would agree, they don't do the things that they were intended to do. They don't protect you from infection or replication of the virus in the airway or transmission, and I also I'm coming to the conclusion, looking at medical statistics, um, statisticians analyzing the data. I'm afraid it looks like 
what you see in the public domain is almost certainly data fraud at the country level. So in other words, you're being lied to even then about, about what these products actually do. Uh, I've got, I guess, what I've listed as critical miscellany. That is, there's a group of other things I couldn't quite uh, uh, make out into a separate item. It was never appropriate, although Bill Gates said it was, you will remember, the world won't return to normal, he said, smiling, until we've pretty much vaccinated the whole planet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios, and as always, I am your host, Leonardo. What you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, is a former Pfizer VP or a former Pfizer scientist that directly worked with Pfizer during this pandemic, and he has blown the whistle and blown the shit off, as you just heard, ladies and gentlemen. Now, that being said, this will bring me to the end of this podcast. Thank you very much for joining in. I really, really, truly appreciate every single one of my listeners, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, which I truly, truly do. And uh, keep a lookout. We'll be doing this podcast every night where we can cover other details, other, uh, you know, and, and also follow up. You know what I mean? With what's going on with uh, out in Ukraine and Russia to give you guys the honest, most unbiased news as I can. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much for listening. And I can't say this uh, much more. I truly appreciate every single one of you for joining in. And even if you're just stopping in for that one time, thank you very much. Have a great night. Stay armed. Stay strong. Make sure you're patient in this troubled world, ladies and gentlemen. Be humbled. And always remember, it is not your job to be nice, but it is your job to be kind. It is not your job to accept everyone, but it is your job to tolerate some things. May God be with us all.